Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer. So naturally, when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Hit me up at Wild Holly on social. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio. And you can follow the show at Keepers Podcast. Another week. All right. Starting off on the right foot. One more. Almost missed my intro cue. That's all right. Solid start. You know, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> um, we're down to one game in the Challenge Cup. One. That's right. Portland Thorns, Gotham FC. They're going to play in Portland at 10 a.m. naturally. West Coast time. Great. Yeah. They really planned that one well. Well, you know, you can have your your breakfast and your Bloody Mary with your soccer. It's good. They're just allowing fans back in Portland. So that, that's just becoming a thing again. So that's really cool. Good timing for that. So um, I guess I have a quick little nugget here. A quick question. Do you, right. do you think being in the championship is a disadvantage? Like, because now they have to turn around quickly and play in the regular season and, you know, less than a week in some of these teams? No. I mean, it's like a what... May, June, July, it's like a six-month regular season. They're going to have, you know, to sustain that anyway. I don't think one extra game at the top of it is going to be a, a material difference. Okay, so who wins? Portland. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a 2-1 kind of game. or I was going to go like a 3-1, but yeah. I mean. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think Gotham's going to be a little bit outplayed, but I think it's going to be an exciting game. Gotham couldn't score. Although, <laughs> since games. we're watching it, it might be a 0-0 oh game because that's our track record. We've got a great streak going here at the house. So yeah. Holly and I have watched you know, a few games solo and a few games together, but every single game of the Challenge Cup that we have watched together, there is a total of zero goals. A donut. Yeah. A big donut. Yeah, whole yeah. big nothing burger. So we'll be watching the game on Saturday together. <laughs> and, and we uh, pre-apologize for everyone else who's watching the game as well. Yeah, we're hoping for one crooked number. So uh, let's get into the news. Okay, Holly. So Sam Mewis reportedly returning to the Courage That's ahead right. of the Olympics. I mean, when we heard this, it's like, uh, okay, I got to revise my entire draft board. <laughs> right, yes. And my excitement level for the regular season just went up by like 12%. I want to watch every Courage game. Not that I already didn't, but now that she's back, it feels more like that Courage team that we first started watching, you know, yeah. a couple of years back. Yeah, and, you know, she she only makes all the players on the Courage more draftable. I mean, they get so many chances already, now they're going to have just that many more. So you don't think she takes away anything... From anybody that you that that you were initially like, she doesn't take anything away from Dabinia or Jess McDonald or Lynn Williams. That's like, a good question. I mean, maybe marginally, but I just think there's going to be it's another offensive weapon that's a big offensive weapon. I mean, she's ESPN's best player in the world, so you know, I, I think that for the incremental points that she might take away from the rest of the team, she's going to create that many more chances and it's going to, it's going to be a net positive. She had 13 goals in 27 appearances for Man City. Yes. Uh, 
Glad to have you back. Right. <laughs> um, on a more serious note, the uh, NWSL announced uh, earlier this week that its independent investigators completed the investigation into an incident that occurred on April 9th, 2021 in Houston. We all know what that is. Uh, that's when uh, Sarah Gordon for the Chicago Red Stars, after the game, said her and her boyfriend were discriminated racially um, by a security guard at in Houston. But the NWSL's response is a little vague. They said the investigation was conducted under the uh, anti-harassment policy for a safe work environment, um, following multiple interviews with witnesses and a review of the venue security footage. The investigation was closed. Based on the findings of the independent investigator, no disciplinary action will be taken against the club. Because of confidentiality restrictions in the policy, uh, I've heard that before, the league will not have further comment on the investigation itself or the outcome other than to thank those and blah, blah, blah. So, Holly, uh, what do you think of this? I mean... <laughs> it's the most milk toast response I've Total snorefest. I, I just... Okay, no... Dis- first of all, it's the, you know, anti-harassment and safe workplace, whatever it is. Um, did she feel safe? No. Did she not feel harassed? I think she felt harassed so you know i'm not sure you know what what sort of screening we're hiding behind to do to choose to do nothing here but that's clearly not the right play and like okay no disciplinary ag- action against houston it, i'm not sure that disciplinary action against the club is the right call here i think a- accountability is the right call and it has to start somewhere so is that with the stadium and their security people is that with the club that hosts the games is that with the nwsl league in general i don't know i think it's arguable for everything and i don't certainly have enough information to make any of those points strongly but certainly there's accountability that needs to happen right that 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 you know the nwsl took uh an opportunity to lead here and uh, decided to hide behind lawyers and be performative instead. And that's just really disappointing. I mean, they're developing training, great. Training is important, but training isn't the same thing as accountability. Training is uh, checking a box when you're a corporation and you don't wanna actually take a stand on something. And I'm not sure why, because, um, you know, this is, this is a league where they have an opportunity to lead on this just because of who they are and they're choosing not to thoughts. Yeah. I, I want to, I wanted to be initially really mad at the league and we'll get into this more here in the third news story too. But I think we're seeing you and I haven't really seen like the growth of a league like this, this quickly. Um, you know, growing up, I'm I'm a football fan, and it took them, you know, decades to get things right. It's like concussion protocol. Like, we know that our players are getting hurt for decades, but we're not going to do anything about it. And then we finally will. But we're seeing a league grow at lightning speed here, and we're, we're, and we're seeing their faults more than any, like, it's, everything's under a microscope. So I'm going to give them time, but I, this is lame because this is becoming a little bit redundant that, um, we're not going to disclose what happened in the investigation. We're not going to tell you, you know, what the security footage proved or what this showed. Uh, also with player contracts, we're not going to tell you what player A makes and player B got signed for. 
And, um, but we really do, you know, we're, we're encouraging, um, you know, we encourage all these, all this good stuff, you know, we're, we're encouraging all these positive, we say all these positive words and you should believe us. So they're failing there. And I think, I think the league's moving really fast and I think they, they have to catch up because a lot of these other leagues that have been set up for almost a century have everything in place. So if someone gets kicked out of a basketball game because they were harassing a player, we will know all about it in the news. It's this, this, this fan is barred from the stadium. This is the fan's name. They were a season ticket holder. They're not allowed back for two seasons. Boom. So if they came out and said, we saw in the security footage that I think what they're, they're afraid to say, they didn't see anything through security footage that would have looked like harassment. So they're afraid to come out and say, that because that would have a blowback but they're also afraid they don't want to say we're getting this person fired or the dash owes the league 50 grand because they hired the wrong people so they just have to toe the line and well, say what we can't we just we looked at the investigation nothing what are they gonna, gonna do, do? <laughs> i mean uh, you know what are they gonna do next time so that someone doesn't feel like this so that one of the best players in the league doesn't we, feel like we this. won't know because their response, even if the, someone is guilty of it and, and if they look through, they're going to tell us we had an investigation. This person has been punished onto the next and then just make great. Thanks. But like they're, they're so vague. Like, why would you even put out an article like At this? a baseline? You can decide that there's no foul here and there's no culpability. But if someone felt that there was, that's a, that's, that's a problem all in and of itself. And what kind of environment are you creating for your players that somebody felt that way, that they didn't feel safe, that they did feel harassed? And what are you going to do next time to change it? I don't see anything in that response here. And that's poor. And I'm not, I'm not buying your argument about like the NFL had decades to get this right. And they didn't like, th that's a really low bar. I, I, maybe this league is moving at lightning speed, but I still think they should be better. Not a low bar in terms of where you want to be money-wise as a league and how successful you'd like to be. But in terms of taking care of your players and, and not being a scourge on society in terms of <laughs> capitalistic patriarchy. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm with, they have a lot of things to overcome, but I'm going to give them like a year. I'm going to give them some time to figure this out. Honestly, I don't know why the, our, our eyes are off the uh, Houston dash because they hire security or the stadium hire security. And no one's talking about Houston to me, there's they need to come out and say more than just what they did. Like, hey, we we support Sarah Gordon, and and we, yeah. we don't, we, you know, why aren't they? Why aren't they? Why Fair don't they point. have to come out with an investigation? But I don't feel like I can go there because I don't have enough transparency into how that structure works. So, like I said, I don't know. You know, the buck should stop somewhere. There should be some accountability, but I don't know who that should be. Yeah, it's really vague. I don't have I enough. Hate. I'm not educated enough on the way that system works to understand who should, you know, who should take responsibility for this. But it would be nice if someone stepped up. It's almost like they shouldn't come out with any press release. <laughs> Just don't come out with anything until you can say more. Yeah. Stop. I mean, I keep thinking about, you know, Megan Rapinoe's quote about how we cannot simply outperform inequality. It's really resonating for me here. I mean, Sarah Gordon's on the starting 11 for the Challenge Cup. Mm -hmm. And still, yep. this is what she's experiencing at her workplace. Yeah, and then that's the response she's getting. Yeah. Unless there's something going on behind the scenes where they're calling her and saying, yeah, we've done this, this, and this, but we can't tell the public. I don't know. It's very vague. It's like Doubtful. when courts settle, you know, you just, don't, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, last story. Uh, we talked about Olivia Moultrie earlier this year, the 15-year-old who's, you know, signed with Nike and, uh, wants to play pro well so now she is um files suit against the nwsl 
She's uh, suing the NWSL on antitrust grounds over its refusal to allow her to play because of her age. Good for you, Ms. Moultrie. The NWSL requires players to be at least 18 years of age in order to play. The suit filed in the U.S. District Court in Portland, Oregon, alleges that by refusing to allow her to play, the NWSL is violating the Sherman Antitrust Act. Um, of course, she has to file through her pa- her parents have to file for her because she's not old enough, and as, you know, as guardians, they have to file for her. And uh, just as a little background. Do you know she signed on to play at North Carolina when she was 11? I did. Yeah, she got a scholarship. And then she left that when she, and then she signed with Nike and then she decided, okay, I'm going to hire an agent and do all this stuff and kind of go that route with my career. So Holly, I mean, I've got some opinions on this, but what do you think? I, I mean, this is just a giant week of black eyes for the NWSL. You know, the, their, their response is just lame. I mean, age requirements in many pro sports leagues is why this makes it okay. There's not age requirements in the MLS. There's not age requirements in like women's soccer across the pond. I, you know, like, give me a break. I, I think the, the bottom line here is that the filing says that, that Olivia Moultrie is the wrong gender to take advantage of her soccer precocity. And I hate that. I hate that they said that. Who said because that? Who's, who's they? The, her lawyers. Oh. That's part of their argument in filing. And I hate that that is what's going on here because isn't that what women's sports exists to remedy? That to give, give people an opportunity so that they're not the wrong gender to take advantage of their athletic ability? So at a high level here, we can't lose sight of the overall goal of the point of women's sports in the first place. And I feel like the NWSL's stance on this is just obstinacy for the sake of not wanting to be told what to do because I've not heard a compelling reason for them for why they're doing this. Um, I've heard a few things about collective bargaining. And once again, I'm going back to a league growing before our eyes that for years, college basketball was, you know, you play four years and, you know, you you know, it's like, Christian Leitner at Duke or Grant Hill. It's like they played four years and they went to the pros and that's what they did. And then the end, then a few players decided like Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant, like, I'm going to play. I'm just going to jump right to the pros from high school and it works. But then um, these leagues have developed collective bargaining over the years. And then, so they've made a rule now where you have to play one year in college, which is so dumb, but that's the collective bargaining agreement has, you have to play one. And in college football, I mean, it was good for Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Nobody would care about him <laughs> if he hadn't played one year of college. Sure. And that might have even been before the one and done. Uh, yeah, no, he won a national championship. It's the only thing he won. And then, but you, you, in NFL, you have to play three years in college unless you can claim financial hardship. And then you, you know, you can have two, you know, you can play two years and ask to leave. And so all these leagues have all these collective bargaining agreements, which the NWSL has come out and said, we are actively working with the players to have a to have a CBA yeah. with the players. So what I've heard is that this is actually good for the players because if Olivia Moultrie has a lawsuit, they can use it as like a bargaining chip, you know, say like Certainly. this is what else we want as our, you know, as a players union, you know, we want, you know, more money and more stability. Like they can kind of use what she's doing um, in a way. So but I look at it again as a, a league that's growing very fast. So for years, you didn't see leagues, you didn't see athletes coming up to the pros, and then you saw a, ch- a sudden change. The NWSL is now seeing 
most of the players played in college for years and graduated and then played pro. And then now you saw Trinity Rodman just recently. Oh, well, because they had she, to, they had to play in college. They, there wasn't that much opportunity for them afterward. They had to, they had to yeah. drag out as many years yes. as that as they can and get a degree so they could do something yes. else. Afterward. So now it's all changing because the popularity, there's more money there. And now you're seeing it all change very quickly, quicker than any other league I can remember watching all of a sudden in the last couple of years, it's, you had to play college and now it's, you can, Trinity Robin didn't play one game in college and now she's in pros. And now you're seeing, now you're seeing someone who's uh, not even barely in high school wanting to play. Great. So the league is changing fast. So that happens in business too. Companies at the hockey stick and grow really fast. Good leadership can handle that. So they'll adjust. So they're, they're, this lawsuit's going to happen. They may lose and the collective bargaining agreement's happening. Guaranteed. I'm guaranteeing by sometime this summer, this whole thing is going to be, I mean, lawsuits take a while, but this will settle and you, there will be a new rule within the NWSL, whether it's, they're going to stand by the, it's going to be settled. It's going to be settled and they, they better not. All right. What's your over under on that? Pick a date. August 8th. <laughs> that's my August 8th. I'm it's taking the, the over. Yeah. And that's the other thing. If she somehow makes her way onto the, like, yeah, that'd be great. If she could make her way onto the field this season and get out there because you can't lose this great athlete to uh, a European league or, or somewhere else. Right. So hopefully we see it. Duh. <laughs> so like that's, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just like, right. uh, good luck to her. Good luck to her. Yeah. Uh, bringing it back to fantasy, Holly. All right. We got a little game this week. This week we are going to be playing singled out. Welcome to Singled Out. For everyone who doesn't remember the show, and it was not even old enough to remember when it was on MTV. Today, we will be taking two players, comparing them blindly for Holly Wilde, and she will have to pick based on some stats and figures and information that I have, pick which one that she would draft blindly, and at the end of the game, she'll find out who was singled out. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself. I am. Right? I am. Welcome to Single Dad, everybody. You can play at home. Okay, All right. Holly. This is amazing. I'm excited. Your first I'm in my booth. I've got my cards. You will be sick of this song very soon. Are you going to run that under the whole thing? Yes. Oh, no. Okay. So, Holly. Hi. I'm currently averaging one goal per 75.5 minutes in the Challenge Cup. I also lead my team in goals. And I'm among the top seven goal scorers in the league that's tied for the most amount of corners taken. So I'm in the top ten, top seven goal scorers, but I'm tied for the most corners taken. Player B. Hey, Holly. <laughs> I've currently played every minute of the Challenge Cup. I tied for third in shots on goal and also lead my team in goals and shots. There wasn't a single game where I didn't get at least one shot on goal. Holly, who are you picking? Player A or player B? I'm going to go with player A, Jared. Okay, player A. You'll find out in a minute who that is. Okay. Second matchup. Oh, that was great timing. Holly, hey, I currently am tied for the lead in offside calls. 
I lead my team in shots taken, but I'm second in goals. I had seven shots in my last game, but couldn't put any one of them into the back of the net. I bet I know who that is. That's player A. Hey, Holly, it's player B. I lead my team in goals. I'd love to get more shots on goal because I only had four in the entire Challenge Cup, but there hasn't been a game I've played in that I haven't gotten at least one shot on goal. I'm tied with my singled out rival in offsides calls, which as you know, led the league. Holly, are you drafting player A or player B? Flute solo. I, I hate I hate doing this because I think I know who this person is. <laughs> but but I'm going with player A again. Player A. Okay, nicely done. Your last matchup as the organ hits its stride. Hey Holly. I have more shots and more shots on goal than my opponent. I'm also averaging more minutes per game. Don't be afraid to draft me just because my team is tied for the least amount of goals in the league because we are tied with my opponent's team. And we finished higher in the standings than they did, so screw them. (laughs) Player B. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't listen to my opponent. She only has one more shot than me and one more shot on goal, so it's not that big of a difference. And can she even pass? At least I have an assist in the Challenge Cup. Averaging more minutes? Who cares? What about efficiency? I'm averaging more shots, shots on goal, goals, and assists per minute. And I haven't even started every game. Player A or Player B? I think I'm going to choose Player B, Jared. Player B. (laughs) Thanks for playing. Singled out. Let's get to the results. Okay, Holly, your results. My ears hurt from that. Yeah, everyone is (laughs) yelling at their speakers if they're still with us. Holly, in the first matchup, you chose player A over player B. Do you have a guess who you drafted? No. You drafted Christy Mewis. Nice. And you drafted Christy Mewis over Amy Rodriguez. All right. In the second matchup, you also drafted player A. Holly, do you have a guess on who player A is? I think player A is Ashley Hatch. Player A is not oh. Ashley Hatch. You drafted Carly Lloyd. Oh, nice. And you drafted Carly Lloyd over her teammate, Midge Purse. Oh, wow. Okay. That was a fun one. That was my favorite one to make. And in your last matchup, you chose player B. Holly, do you know who player B is? I do not. You drafted Trinity Rodman. Oh, good. Trinity Rodman over... Sydney LaRue. I have amazing taste. So I really love all your picks. <laughs> the only one that's um was the toughest one to choose from. Was it the second matchup? Where you yeah, I don't think I would have picked it that way blind if I if it weren't blind. So you you agree with two of them, and then after looking at them, you would s- switch Midge. Do you think Midge Purse you'd go over? Well, we could get into that. I guess we might be get into it very soon. But you're really close on those two. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like your, th- but you like your three picks. That's fun. I do like my three picks. That game is I'm, coming I'm, back. I'm, I'm very happy with myself. It's going to sweep the nation, <laughs> this, this game. So everyone's going to start playing. Play at home. <laughs> All right, Holly. So um, every week we've been previewing teams. Yes. And this year we have got Gotham FC and the OL Reign on deck. Yeah. So, so let's do Gotham first, Jared. In the 2021 Challenge Cup, they are... Two wins, zero losses, two ties. They are in the title game for the East versus the Thorns playing tomorrow. 
And as we mentioned, uh, we've got Midge Purse scoring two goals for this team. Ifeoma Onomonu with two assists. Uh, even with her limited playing time, she's really making an impact here. And leading in shots, Midge Purse and Carly Lloyd both with nine. Team has scored five goals. They've had three scored against them. Who do you like on this team, Jared? The obvious choices here, Purse and Lloyd. They're the stars. Not, my gut tells me they're both going to make this national team roster for the Olympics and miss the same amount of time. That's what my gut tells me because Midge is on the on the roster as a defender, and I think she'll make it. I look at these com- these players completely even. Like, yes, Purse is younger and she's had less injuries, but Carly simply is one of the best players to ever play soccer, period, right. ever. And she's been pretty healthy lately, really healthy. She looks in amazing shape. She might have been actually a little healthier than Midge lately. I think Midge actually missed maybe probably more time. But so if you're in a keeper league, you know, where you get to keep players from season to season, obviously Purse is your choice here. Like if you're if you are keeping a couple players on your roster, your whole roster year to year, draft purse. It's the way to go. It's a great investment. Uh, but a good comp for me here would be if you're playing fantasy tennis and it's between Serena Williams and Simona Halep. You know, it's the player who's you know Serena is Carly and Simona is Midge. Like you know, Simona's in the you know is like the top kind of half dozen players in the world consistently, and you know Serena's always going to be flirting with number one. So I, I, I love I, I, I love looking at that comparison because, you know, it's Jared Brain. Uh, Total Jared Brain. Lean towards so the guys, uh, veteran. One of the things that yeah. we, we did in our spare time that was, in, I, I think, not uh, not what we were recording is is decide who on the um, the U.S. women's national team was, if if it were the dream team from the Olympic team for, yeah. for men's basketball back in the 1990s, which person was which person. So this is definitely a Jared Brain thing. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, other players I'm considering are Onomonu. But honestly, her playing time recently has been a bit of concern. And yes. then they picked up, you know, Allie Long. But she only played an average of 18 minutes in the last three games of the Challenge Cup. So I might be steering I away. I don't see them as overlapping, though. I mean... Uh, I just, Nimono's I, a forward and attacking mid. Ellie Long, I feel like, is more of a defensive mid. Yeah, it just concer- it concerns me. I don't like to see 18 minutes a game, even though she's really efficient when she gets out there. I want to see more playing time. True. Uh, Paige Monahan, solid player. I would definitely draft her in the late rounds or a stash on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, she could start from time to time. Jennifer Cujo, we talked about her last week. Um, she could be a sneaky start. Uh, her tackles, one, numbers are just off the charts. I think she's got 28. Uh, if she was a pure defender, then I would draft her, you know, as late as my defender. But she's a midfielder, so uh, she's still aggressive on both sides of the ball. And I consider drafting her late and stashing on the bench. And then also uh, Didi Heracic, the goalie, I'd pick her up in a heartbeat as my starting goalie. And I think you're going to see in your drafts, she's one of the goalies that'll drop that people won't think of, and it'll free up your draft a little bit for your first few picks, where you can be aggressive and go after just offensive players and then wait on Heracic. I really think she could fall to rounds four through six. What do you, what do you think about Gotham? Do you draft Ellie Long in the later rounds, given that we don't know no. how she's performing this no. year? No. No. I mean, I saw her play for the Reign last year. I know this is a different s- squad this year. I just haven't seen enough. So I, she's on my radar. She's a great player, but I only have only seen her in one game, a half a game with Gotham. So I think the only person that you haven't covered here that's really on my radar is Imani Dorsey. I mean, she's extremely high on my draft board for backs, I think that she's going to be one of the highest scoring defensive players in the fantasy league. She's great. It's just a matter of 
you know, we'll bring it around before we'll bring it around again at the end of the show. But I just, I get afraid if you don't do enough offensively as a defensive player. But and I think that she's in a position to do that. She could, you know, she's playing, she's playing outer back, you know, so she's going to take some corners. She's going to come up the sidelines and have some assists, some key passes, maybe even some shots. Yeah. She's good. She's good. I mean, she, she's definitely in that, in that, in those like kind of 10 defenders that you should be looking at. I have one little sneaky thing. Okay. They just went scoreless in their last two games in the challenge cup. They're going to be in the championship, but like, they had that huge breakout game against the Courage where they scored four goals and won. That they have two donuts in a row. Their defense is held, and they're both ties, I believe. But it concerned there, like they're not finishing. I mean, against Louisville and Washington, Washington okay. Louisville no goals. I think Louisville, although they haven't sealed the deal, has played some of the best teams in the league pretty hard. So you know, I don't. It was a little worrisome. I don't know that I would discount them that much. It's too early. It's a little worrisome seeing there was some Carly like really was shaky, couldn't finish. Like she had seven shots and she had some real she duffed a few and they were so I think she's gonna finish most of those. Yeah, those were crap. But she was, was not yeah, she up was, to her level. She I was would, pissed at herself. Yeah. And then Midge didn't get as many opportunities as I would have liked. Um I think they're gonna be fine. I actually think Louisville's a better defensive team than people give credit for. So I think they'll be okay for a long season. Yeah. So yeah. All right, then let's talk about our, our last team to preview for, for the NWSL season, the OL Reign. So they were 2-1-1 one, and one in the 2021 Challenge Cup. Goals spread out a bunch of lot of players. Celia, Fishlock, Sofia Huerta, Ziara King, Leah Pruitt. Assists, same story. Lauren Barnes, Shirley Cruz, Jessica Fishlock, Ziara King. Both all with one. No one scored more than one goal on this team, although Leah Pruitt did have eight shots and they're you know, five goals scored, five goals scored against them. Where are you at with this team, Jared? I'm not really sure how I feel about this squad. Um, they they finished second in the West, which is great. Um, they have a lot of talent. But when you look at all their challenge cup But numbers, if Houston was at full strength, that would not have happened. No, but who's going to be at full strength all season anyway? You know, I mean, everyone's going to be missing players for injuries or international windows. It's going to happen. Um, okay. And they could take advantage. But you're right, Houston, Houston's right there. But I mean, I know. the rain could vie for a playoff spot and and be a challenge. Um, but I'm just not, comp that's not fantasy. Right. Bring, bringing it back to fantasy. So their numbers are just too spread out for me to really be goo-goo gaga over some player. Now we do, you know, the, um, you just don't like the word. Are you going to sing that? Goo goo gaga, yeah. I got a lot of like goo goo goo. Oh, we're th ga, ga, ga. oh, we're thinking of two different songs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think mine's like a hip hop song. <laughs> like Goo Goo Gaga, I got a lot of something. Oh my gosh. Um, you should never rap ever again. <laughs> Here we go. Um, but once again, so that all said, I, I, I still like Zara King, Jess Fishlock, Leah Pruitt, Huerta, and Shirley Cruz. I just don't know where they're going to rise to. So I'm, I'm not seeking them out in a draft. But I really like Pruitt. I mean, she she's really aggressive. She's involved. The eight shots I really like. So she could rise as her best player. Also, the wild card is Celia. She's a defender, but she puts up shots. So I can't, you know, keep stressing how valuable that is to, as a def, you know in our league. You know that um, that a defender is putting up shots because the NWSL doesn't keep track of a lot of defensive statistics. And if you have a league out there. That's what's available for you unless you pay for premiums on all these stat sites. But 
Um, the last little wrinkle from this team for me is keep an eye on uh, Karen Bardsley. Uh, she only gave up five goals in four games. So, you know, she's potential for an every week starter. If she's there, she's right on that edge. So if you want to risk it and just draft a bunch of star players and draft that goalie late, I'm not against that mm. at all. I'm not going to keep an eye on Karen Bardsley because Sarah Buhati, who's France's national goalkeeper, is oh, coming over for the shit. OL reign <laughs> right at the beginning of the season after she wraps up in Europe. Yeah, good job, Jared. <laughs> but not here yet. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I... So who, are you, to me, that's not a good pick. Are you drafting Buhati over Bardsley? Well, no, I'm drafting someone who's going to play the whole season. And, you know, if they turn out to be terrible, I might pick a Buhati right away when she gets here. If she, no one drafts her in the draft. Okay. That's what, like, so that's, I'm going to draft a proven quantity over Buhati in the draft. Another, another thing with letting Bardsley go late is like, let's say you want to draft your goalie the last round. You could, and you could stack up on star players. Not a bad move. I'm not against that move. All right. I'm not, because she's she's setting pace right now as a pretty decent goaltender. So, right so then what about Xenophon Marasan, who's coming over from Olympic Lyonnais for midfield? Great. Do you draft her? No, I no. I just, I, I haven't seen it. You know what I mean? I haven't seen that's what That's my point about Buhati. Like. Yeah, and I haven't seen that either. I'm not drafting Buhati either. So that's, that's what I'm trying to say is that Bardsley has proven it over four games and she's going to start the beginning of the season. Yeah, for like two weeks. Maybe more. Mm. So there you go. So great, two-week rental, pick up someone else because there's always going to be a goalie on your free agent list. All right, where do you draft Rapino? You're assuming that I'm drafting Rapino. She has done nothing in this Challenge Cup. Nothing. It's not like Carly Lloyd where Rapino is like, whoa, like I don't know what's where she fits in. I've, haven't, I've seen very limited minutes. I'm not excited, but I do love my national team stars and think this is just a small sample size. You know, maybe they didn't, maybe a few players weren't feeling 100% during the Challenge Cup. I don't know. She has, she does get banged up a lot more than a lot of other players. So I, I, I'm hoping she slides, but I'm not reaching for her. I'm hoping she slides late, you know, nine, 10, somewhere in the draft. And if she's that late, I'll pick her up. What about you? Yeah, that's easy money right there. I mean, I think a lot of these players on on the rain are our best bets for a late round you know we've talked about Huerta and King and Pruitt to me they're just they're filling out your roster they're they're people you stash yep as I take a nice sip of the cocktail all right <laughs> let's put a cap on this let's do it let's do a little start stash skip I wish I had a sound drop for that you're slacking that's that, my no. This is the worst sound drop. drop ever. That's my drop. Okay, well I can just do this. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So uh, start stash skip. We are taking the Challenge Cup starting eleven that was named after the tournament concluded, and we are going to flip back and forth and let you know if we are a going to start them, b going to stash them on our bench, or c just going to skip them all together. So Holly, I'll start. All right. With goalie Ashlyn Harris. Start. She's going to put up, uh, you know, points. She's going to be one of the top scoring for fantasy goalies in the league. Okay. All right. Defender Brooke Hendricks for Louisville. I'm skipping. 
I'm skipping, and she's right on that edge. Louisville showed great defense against Gotham their last game, so that was encouraging. She scored 12 points in the last game, which is definitely starting player numbers, but Louisville is just unpredictable, and I think they're going to find themselves down in a lot of games this season, which will cause them to press and maybe give up more goals. So right now she's on my skip list. And like I mentioned before, this is a good time to mention this, Holly. FB Ref which is a good stat keeper for everything sports, every sport you can imagine, FB ref. They sometimes are late to the game. They have really good numbers. So you can get interception numbers. You can get um, all your passing statistics and aerials one and all that. But sometimes it's not up to the minute like the NWSL website, which we use for our fantasy league. So this season, we are going to test out some side stats for defenders because we'd like to have them more defense heavy for the next season. So we're going to keep an eye on FB ref this year and see how quickly they update their, their numbers. And if it's up to par, then we're going to be adding some defensive numbers this year. But remember this year, it's all about clean sheets, you know, tackles one, and, and, and then also, and also your assistant goals are worth more for defenders. So just remember that if you're playing at home. And we went that way because we want to keep this accessible to everybody. And, you know, the, the stats on the NWCL website are the, the easiest for everybody to get their hands on. Yeah. Holly, back to the starting 11. Right. Defender Gina Lewandowski from Gotham. Skip. I think she made the starting 11 as a, uh, a, a defensive back on the strength of her passing success and her accuracy. But given the way that we're scoring in our league, she's just not going to put up points for you beyond the possibility of a clean sheet. Agreed. All right. Defender Sarah Gordon, Chicago Red Stars. There's a theme here. Unfortunately, I'm also skipping here. There's just not enough offensive numbers for her to draft. Um, but also, you know, you know, once they can consistently keep track of interceptions and blocks and stuff like that. But um, it's, she, it's just not enough there. And I'm honestly avoiding everyone on Chicago right now. <laughs> I am. Even like Alyssa. This comes as a huge surprise. Well, you can have Sarah Gordon. She was really good. But, you know, then you look at Nair and Alyssa Nair didn't have a great uh, challenge cup. And there are are holes in that defense I just don't love. So you're representative of how many goals you give up. So I just don't love that team. I'm avoiding everyone on Chicago. All right. Okay, Holly. Next, we are uh, the last of the defenders. Kelly Kelly, it's Hubley, right? I think it's Hubley. I hope that's right. Kelly Hubley, Portland Thorns. Skip. Uh, I mean, she she plays on a great line. She's a center back with Sauerbrunn for the Portland Thorns. But same story as the other defenders. Based on the way that we're scoring the league, they're not going to put up points. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, All right. Yeah. Jared, Dabinia, the courage. Start. I mean, that that's not even, we don't have to even talk about that. She's one of the best players in the league. Starting here every week as long as she's healthy and not on the Olympic break. Holly, Christy Mewis. Start. She led the league in assists last year. She's going to be a consistent performer, even only playing two games so far this year. And without clocking any assists yet, she put up enough fantasy points for me to pick her in in the top three rounds of the draft. Plus, she's on a top team. They're going to have lots of chances offensively. She could be the best player in in the NWSL. She could break out like this consi- year. Like it's consistently. Yeah. All right. Cece Kaiser, Racing Louisville. I'm stashing. I'm stashing Cece okay. Kaiser. She's a borderline starter. If you look at her numbers, so challenge cup, 14 points, 4 points, 23 points, and 7. So she averaged 12 points a game. Being on Louisville scares me a little bit. You know, as we've discussed before, I want to draft players who are on teams who are creating chances and scoring. So Courage and Gotham and Portland. But... 
Um, they have nothing to lose, and they're kind of playing that way, like kind of reckless abandon, just going after teams. And so there's there's no expectations, and they're aggressive. And they're going to be aggressive when they're down. So unlike their defenders, I think their offensive players are going to reap the benefits of when they're down because they're just going to, you know, foot on the gas. So I like her numbers. Averaging 12 points a game is right there, starter kind of numbers. So uh, I'm stashing her for All sure. Right. Okay, Holly. Midge Purse, forward, Gotham. Start. I don't think she'll make the Olympic team. I think she's going to play in the friendlies in June, but I don't think she's going to make the cut for the Olympics. And, you know, she's already in the top 10 for points in the league. I think she's going to be consistent all year on a team that's going to be a contender. Okay. Well done. Oh, thank you. How about Trinity Rodman, forward for the Washington Spirit? This is my last one. I'm definitely starting her. She's proven at a young age. She's startable. You can put her in your week one lineup and feel confident about her, what you're going to get in return. I really, I just, I completely believe that, you know, she's, she might be the best offensive player already on, on Washington. So when you're the best player offensively on one of the teams, chances are you're going to get drafted and chances are you should start them. So yeah. that's the, what I'm going with the Trinity Robin. Absolutely. All right, let's put a button on it or a bow. They both work. Buttons, they both work. And, buttons and bows both work. Holly, forward, Jessica McDonald from The Courage. Start. I mean, she's a first-round draft pick for me. And she's on a team, and she's going to have tons of chances. First-round draft pick. That's right. Oh, my God. All right. Who's your star baker on that team, Jared? Oh, my God. Star baker from the, from the 11? Yeah. My star baker is Dabinia because she's baking up everything and she's nothing's overdone right <laughs> it's my star baker and on that we're out wow next week holly get jazzed mock draft our draft is next week on friday we're doing a nice virtual draft and so we're gonna have our mock draft on this show before we draft. So Holly's going to know every move I'm, I want to make in the draft. Yeah, and vice versa. <laughs> She'll know before. I hate this so much. <laughs> hey, but it's it's for it's for the people. How much do you hate me right now? I t- I did it's, it's 35%. How well well behaved was Hector, our cat? We should tweet out a photo of his well behaved. Better than expected. Yeah. Yeah. He will get a third mic. So, until next week, mock draft. Good luck if you're drafting beforehand. Let us know who you're getting. Tweet at us at Keepers something <laughs> at Keepers Podcast. At Keepers Podcast. Hit us up Twitter, Instagram. We'll see you next week, or you'll hear us next week. Bye. Oh, don't get a splinter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a booty splinter.